does have it all. All of our pre-owned vehicles are Hubler Q certified, which include a 128-point vehicle inspection, a free Carfax vehicle history report, and two warranties. A two-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty and a 30-day, 1,000-mile comprehensive warranty. Visit any of our 13 locations today or click drivehubler.com. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Bob Lovell, 30th year on the air. Glad you're with us. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Coming up, lots and lots of basketball. We're squeezing in football, too. we got a little bit of that going on right now, though. The busiest guy you know. He is the star of the show because he's got all of the scores. It's Network Indiana's Nathaniel Finch. Thank you, Coach. Happy to be with you on Indiana Sports Talk. Talking every 15 minutes, Graham Shear, Jay Hodge, also back on our Monument Circle studios. Let's start with the Pacers currently leading the Miami Heat in Florida, 106-100. to Another high-scoring affair, 11-11 to go in the fourth. Of course, the Pacers without Tyrese Halliburton, but Miami without their best player, Bam Adebayo. Let's switch gears over to the Big Ten Championship game. Michigan, the second-ranked team in the nation, hosting Iowa, the 16th-ranked team in all the land. 10-0 remains to score that near the end of halftime. Also in NCAA Division I football, we've got fourth-ranked Florida State currently leading Louisville 3-0. That one near the end of the halftime break as well. We'll be back in action next time you hear from me, that one for the ACC Championship. Some scores that went final today. Huge implications for Division I football. How about Alabama, the eighth-ranked team, defeating number one Georgia, who back-to-back national champions, 12-0 coming into the day, and Alabama gets the 27-24 thrilling win in Atlanta for the SEC championship. Huge implications for the college football playoff. Meanwhile, seventh-ranked Texas gets a 49-21 win over 18th-ranked Oklahoma State. And then in the AC championship, SMU defeats 22nd-ranked Tulane 26-14. How about this game last night? Pac-12 championship, the last Pac-12 game ever. Washington, third-ranked team in the nation, wins 34-31 over fifth-ranked Oregon. Hands them both of their only losses so far this season. Washington, 13-0. They've all but secured their spot in the college football playoff. Who will join them? Michigan, if they hold on today. Definitely secures their spot, but then after that, I mean, come on. Do you put Alabama and Georgia in after Bama got that win? Do you put Texas in, who's only lost against Oklahoma State? How about Florida State? If they can hold on, again, 3 nothing right now at halftime without Jordan Travis, their star quarterback, if they win that championship, then you know they, they have to stay in. And then Ohio State just lurking back there, hoping for some chaos to get in as well. It's going to be a thrilling college football playoff selection show tomorrow at noon to see who gets in the last ever four-team playoffs. Of 
of course, that expands to 12 next season. And boy, maybe a season too late. So many great teams deserving of being in that top four. Let's move on and take a look at some Division One basketball. Of course, Purdue lost at Evanston last night. We talked about it with our play-by-play man earlier this evening and then of course IU won against Maryland last night as well but looking at some scores that went final today Notre Dame well they lost to 8th ranked Miami 62 to 49 how about some wins though in Indiana Division 1 Ball State wins over Bellarmine 67 58 we're going to hear about that one here in just two short minutes Evansville 91 89 a thrilling high scoring win over Northern Iowa Indiana State University beat Bradley 85 to 77 Purdue Fort Wayne 98 points they put up against Oakland Oakland only put up 77. As far as some losses go in the state, USI Southern Indiana lost to Bowling Green 54 to 52, a heartbreaker there. IUPUI coach, your guys fell to Northern Kentucky 71 to 55, and finally Valpo they lost to Belmont 77 to 68. I'll give you some high school scores. I'll give you some small college scores. Hey, I'll give you a sneak peek. My U and E Greyhounds, Graham and Jace back there in the studio as well, Greyhounds. They won 82 to 51 over Quincy. Is that good? You tell me. I'll give you more. I'll give you more small college scores coming up here in just 15 minutes. We'll also hear from IU's new head coach Kurt Signetti. I think you're gonna like him. I sure do. And then obviously some more updates on the Colts and Pacers. Sirs 112, 103. I'm Nathaniel Finch. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. The award for waiting the longest tonight goes to Dave Eha from the Ball State Radio Network. My friend, I really apologize. I'm so sorry. My management of time is getting worse and worse as I age, and I apologize. Dave, are you no there? No worries. Yeah, no worries, Coach. Happy to be with you. Yeah, well, happy that the Cards pick up a good win against Bellarmine uh, tonight. Um, uh, today, I mean, it's a uh, it's a good, solid, it's an impressive win, sixty-seven fifty-eight, one in which they seem to lead most of the way. Yeah, it was a good win. Cards uh, six and zero at home, and uh, you know, very similar to your conversation with Rob Blackman and Purdue. You know, the Cards are coming off a game where they gave up ninety to Arkansas mm. Little Rock, allowed them mm-hmm. to shoot sixty three percent and make twelve wow. threes. So you wow. know, the focus coming in today's game was going to be about the defense, and and as you know, going up against the Scott Davenport uh, basketball yeah. team, they're yeah. going to make you work. And uh, the Cards really brought it today on defense. Held uh, held the Knights to just three of sixteen from three, forty one percent shooting. So and got good balance offensively. Four guys in double figures, but really it was the it was the defensive effort that uh, that made Michael Lewis smile today. You know, as a, as a coach, I've known Scotty for a number of years. Met him when I was working a camp down in Murray State a hundred years ago. And the guy's a legend. Uh, you know, those of us in the business know it. But I've always marveled that offensively, you want you want a clinic every night. The way they pass, cut, move the ball, the action they run is is a joy to watch. Quite frankly, when they're playing well, so they had to have defended well because this is a team that's pretty precise in how they attack you offensively yeah there's no question about it I mean um, these guys reverse the ball and pass and cut 
probably as well as any college team you'll, yeah. you'll watch. And, yeah. and it, it is actually a joy to watch them on film. And even Michael Lewis said he caught himself appreciating how they play so much and then had to kind of flip the switch and say, wait a minute, you know, we got to, I can't enjoy it that much. We got to <laughs> take these guys on. So, right. Um, and so, you know, with a young team, you know this, Coach, attention to detail in the scouting sure. report. And so that was one of the things that Coach was really pleased. They executed the game plan. Yeah, they gave the big guy 8 of 14 shooting, but that was kind of the plan. Hey, we'll give them twos, but let's not allow them to hit threes. Right. And, right. Uh, and that's what they did. And, and I'll tell you the other thing, Bob, Bashir Jihad, another oh double-double, 19 and 11, <laughs> Um, you talk about a guy taking advantage of the opportunity with the transfers. Last year, seven points, three rebounds. He's averaging 17 and six. And um, he's turned himself into an all conference player in the league without question. Yeah, and he's just doing it the hard way. You know, he's, he's working the glass. He's, he's taking advantage of opportunities that he has. And he wasn't clearly the only one, but, you know, Jalen Anderson had another good day himself today, 16-6. and six. It's a pretty good uh, pretty good effort today. Yeah, and they, they need – I mean, Jalen Anderson, uh, the transfer from Loyola Marymount, he, he's the leader. He's the floor general. Twice he had steals that led to dunks right when uh, Bellerman was trying to creep back in this thing. So it was not only the, the points and the assists, but when he got them, uh, made some very big plays. So, you know, now cards go on the road at Detroit Mercy, still looking for that first road win. So uh, good opportunity against a team that's, uh, that's been struggling so far this year. David Ehoff in the Ball State Network. Ball, uh, Ball State beats Bellarmine tonight, 67-58. David, thank you so much. Have a great weekend. Okay, Coach. Appreciate you. Thanks very much. High school basketball tonight. Fort Wayne Bishop Lures beats Mishawaka Marion 56-45. Seth Coffing from Lures joins me. Coach, that's a big win. Congratulations to you and your kids tonight. Yeah, thanks for having me on. It was a good first win. We've not had a whole lot of time together with our football team in the state championship last right, weekend. So right. Kind of yeah, you know, together. that's your opener, right? That's your opening night. That's a good win. Yeah, we had to move our first two. Uh, last Saturday we were supposed to play Cher, or Cherbusco, and then Tuesday we were supposed to play Canterbury. So we moved those two, and then uh, – we got five practices in for our football guys, and we went after it. <laughs> uh, you know what? Uh, that tests you as a coach, but, but you, you, your guys weathered the storm. That's impressive stuff, quite frankly. Uh, what's also impressive is that music, Coach, means I have to go to a scoreboard update. Can you hang on sure, uh, yep. through this break? Here's some scores, and you and I will talk about your team, if that's okay. Sounds good. Perfect. Thanks a lot. Seth Coughing from Lures will join us. We'll talk about their win over Mishawaka Marion. Lots of basketball coming up. Scoreboard update with Nathaniel Finch. This is Indiana Sports Talk. The Pacers started to run away with it, but the Heat are creeping back in. This is a ball game down in Miami, 125-118. The score, the Pacers with that seven-point advantage, 5.33 to go in the final frame. Let's take a look at that game going on. A 10-minute walk from where I currently sit on Monument Circle, Michigan. 
Five minutes into the third quarter, they have the ball. They are driving down the field, and they're currently leading 10-0. The Wolverines over the Iowa Hawkeyes, number two ranked Michigan, number 16th ranked Iowa. The other game going on right now in college football, Florida State. The fourth-ranked team in the country, five minutes into their second half, 3-0. Louisville with the ball and down and driving. As far as some high school basketball scores, Sheridan winners over Anderson Prep, 72-43. Lebanon loses to Avon, 62-43. That final, Scottsburg beat Bedford North Lawrence, 57-51. Tippecanoe Valley, 55-30 winners over Bremen. Lawrence North, big win over Brownston Central, 52-47. Hammond Knoll beat Calment 60 to 64 to 50. That is Cascade 57-50 winners over Northwest Homeschool. We've got some more scores going on as Covenant Christian defeated Cecina 68 to 41. Covington 73, Faith Christian 69. Shenandoah 54-51 winners over Cowan. Crawfordsville 55 to 19. They blow out Attica. Meanwhile, we've got Eastern of Greentown falling to Alexandria 55 to 50. We're going to have plenty more scores for you coming up here in just 15 minutes. I'm Nathaniel Finch. Welcome back everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk. Before the scoreboard update, we were talking with Seth Coffing, the basketball coach at Fort Wayne Bishop Lures. They open up their season tonight with a 56-45 win over Mishawaka Marion. Coach, I'm a firm believer that having a great football program at your school sets a tone for people uh, throughout the entire building and is a way of lifting people up. And certainly, yours, yours has that with your football team, the champions that they were. And your kids came out, even though some of those guys just finished winning a championship, and got delayed in practice, came out with a very impressive win tonight. Yeah, I'm 100% on board with what you're saying there. I think a a good football season uh, ultimately carries over to the rest of the sports throughout the season. And just the atmosphere around the school, as you were saying, is, uh, you know, everybody's excited and the school spirits there. The student section was awesome. So definitely. Doesn't hurt to have that. It also doesn't hurt to have guys who know how to win. Doesn't matter what sport. There's a certain something. It's not easy to win. We all know that. But uh, you know, have something about you, character-wise uh, and and, and personality-wise, to know what you have to do to work together to pull things off. Yeah, definitely. We actually were in a little different situation than we normally are at Lures because we only had three varsity. Um, kids that are that came from football so we had a lot of guys working out in the fall for basketball which Mm -hmm. normally we're sharing a lot more than we were but two of those guys played a key role tonight and did a nice job and their roles are still a little bit rusty and don't have their feet underneath them yet but uh, we had enough guys that uh, you know did that that, that it was a it was definitely a good win Mishawaka Marion's a very good program so good opening win for sure you got to be pleased with what you did defensively tonight, holding the 45. And um, we always talk about how important that is, and certainly is to start off a season, set a tone. Yeah, you say that. Uh, we actually gave up nine in the first half. So uh, <laughs> the, the second okay. half, I'm not, I'm not so pleased with the second half. I understand. But, uh, yeah, no, we uh, we came out really, really all over the floor, uh, and super active and aggressive, uh, pressing and and just doing a lot of really good things defensively. And uh, they missed some shots that were open, too, but we were contesting really well. And then the second half, we, we kind of took our foot off the pedal a little bit, I thought, in the third quarter. And again, I went away from some of the stuff that made us successful in the first half. And they got a twin within five at one point. We were up 28-9 to nine at half. 
and uh, they got to within five and made it kind of uncomfortable. And then we, we went on a little bit of a run and got back to playing a little bit more solid. All right, who plays well for you tonight, Coach? Uh, leading scorers were um, sophomore shooting guard Carmani Davis. He had 18 with five threes. Um, and then uh, Draylon Truesdale, junior guard, he had 18. And then uh, his twin brother, Darian Truesdale, had uh, had 10. And then uh, we had a couple other guys that played really well with just some mm-hmm. glue-type mm-hmm. stats. Danny Kelly had five assists, six rebounds. Uh, Isaac Zay had six rebounds. So um, a lot of guys are figuring out their roles. But, uh, you know, overall, pretty good effort. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Fort Wayne Bishop Lures over Mishawaka Marion in boys basketball, 56-45. Seth Coughing, thank you so much for the call, Coach. Best of luck to you and your kids next time. All right, appreciate everything you do, Bob. You're welcome. Thank you. John Herrick from the ISC Sports Network. Sneakers for Santa at Brownsburg High School. The Bulldogs beat Warren Central this afternoon, 49-44. Later on today, Ben Davis beats Fort Wayne Wayne, 71-57. John Herrick, you're the busiest and best guy I know. What a great day of basketball at one of my big rivals back in the day. Yeah, first of all, Bob, when you walk into Brownsburg, that place is like a palace now. I mean, they've really upgraded. Oh, yeah. It's incredible. And it's kind of like a maze. Sometimes it's not easy to find the gym, but we eventually (laughs) did. And and Brownsburg, they – They've str- they struggled last night. Uh, they played a tough game against Franklin Central and lost 49-46. So it's kind of ironic that they win this game today over Warren Central 49-44, almost the exact same score. Right. In the second quarter, Brownsburg was down by as many as 13 points, 22-9. to And they, couldn't, they did not make a field goal in the second quarter. Every point they had came from the free throw line, yet they cut the 13-point lead down to six by the half. And – as you know, you've seen it. You know, a team makes a run at the end of a half, and it carries over into the second half. Right. Well, by, the, by the end of the third quarter, uh, they had the lead by one, and then they just held off Warren Central uh, in the fourth quarter. A uh, big reason why for uh, Brownsburg was Jordan Lomax, a 6'3 senior. His height and his speed was a big problem. He scored 14 points, but Grant Porath, a 6'2 senior for Brownsburg, who scored 25 in the first game of the season, he had 18 to lead the way for uh for Brownsburg and you know and for Warren you know Kashawn Harlan had a good game and so did Zeke Kirby and Javon Guest those were the three double figure scorers for them but unfortunately for the Warriors they just uh didn't get enough and they were oh they're now oh and two and Brownsburg improves to to three and one with this win wow pretty nice pretty nice day of basketball was it not yeah, it was. Um, it was. And in the second game, uh, th- that game had a lot of twists and turns to it uh, as well. You know, Fort Wayne was actually up. Uh, Fort Wayne Wayne, that is, the Wayne Generals, uh, were up by as many as nine points. And then by the end of the third quarter against Ben Davis, they were down by 11. And then they went on wow. to lose by 14. Uh, the guy who changed the whole game for Ben Davis, I would argue, was Tavion Williams, their post player, who had only two points at the half. And uh, he ends up scoring nine in the third quarter and then adds on six more in the fourth Mm -hmm. quarter to go along with five blocks. And then K.J. Windham, who you might remember is the brother of Jalen Windham, 
who right. was very special and instrumental on that those Ben Davis teams uh, a few years ago. K.J. Wyndham was great today. He scored 16 points uh, as well. So, and Ramon Ennis had 16. Mark Zachary had 12. A lot of good guys from Fort Wayne played well, but in the second half, I mean, Ben Davis really showed the heart of the champion. I mean, they were 34-0 last year, as you know, and won the state title. Right. Now they're 2-1, and one, uh, already off to a really good start this year. John Herrick, busy, busy, busy. When's the, when are the Hoosiers in action again? Uh, that would be Tuesday night, and it is a road game against the Michigan Wolverines, and that is a late-night game. So for those of you that mm. want to watch that, you're going to have to stay up late. That is a 9 o'clock tip-off, so we go on the air at 8 o'clock. Turn on the TV, turn down the sound, and listen to John Herrick and the Hall of Famer himself, Don Fisher and Eric Sewer. You, you just listen to some really good guys. Watch it, but listen to some really good guys. John, <laughs> thanks so much for the call. Have a great weekend. Not a coach. Thank you. Greenwood Christian Academy, 68-40 winners over university tonight. Jackson William joins me. Jackson, thanks so much for the call. Congratulations on a great win tonight. Hey, thanks, Coach. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Thank you. It's a university team, coaching change, but still some really talented kids. You got to be thrilled about how your kids played tonight. Yeah, we were we were looking at university and seeing a team that plays really hard and is very physical. Mm-hmm. They're a real good team, and our kids did a great job handling their pressure tonight and screening and getting open off the ball to kind of handle things, and uh, just really really did a good job handling their pressure tonight. Big thing, obviously, is is to handle it and make good decisions, and your kids did. So I think you're also pretty pleased with how you played on the defensive end tonight. Yeah, defense was a big push for us this week because we felt like we've kind of been giving up some points that we shouldn't be here in our last three games. And so uh, we really wanted to emphasize that portion of the ball, and the kids did a great job buying into a scattering report and keeping guys in front with help and they did a great job taking care of that basketball and limiting any runouts that we had we had i think 11 or 10 turnovers on the night and Mm -hmm. uh then we just did a great job in gaps making sure that those guys had a tough time getting into the lane then if they did they met you know met guys with hands up and the kids did a great job boxing out and rebounding tonight all right so who plays well for you tonight uh, Max Booer plays real well for us, leading us in scoring and closing things out at the end at the free throw line. And uh, Evan McIntyre comes up big with 12 rebounds tonight and uh, ended up having great defense out of Jordan Tallman and Ali Ucise. And then Ben Comerford and Noah Reed did a great job taking care of the ball for us, making sure that we were in our sets and in our offense. So it was an all-around team effort. It was a great job from the kids tonight. Greenwood Christian Academy, 68-40 winners over at University. Jackson Williams, thanks so much for the call. Give my best to mom and dad. Tell them I think about them. And good luck next time out. Will do. Thank you, Coach. You're welcome. Thank you. Coming up, we're going to talk with Lynn Clark about some Notre Dame soccer on Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Nathaniel Finch from our Network Indiana studios in downtown Indianapolis. Taking a look at the Pacers, the backups came in. The final score rained down 144-129. to The Pacers avenge a Thursday night loss against Miami. Both games down in Florida. They beat the Heat 144-129. to Again, the Pacers without Tyrese Halliburton, who had a career day against the Heat on Thursday night. They get it done without him today in large part. Bruce Brown leading the team with 30 
points and four rebounds. And how about this? The Pacers had four players with 20-plus points, six players with 15 or more in the scoring column. Miles Turner, he had 17 points and 10 rebounds as a double-double. Andrew Nemhard, 11 assists, picking up where Tyrese Halliburton left off. Of course, Halliburton missed this game with an upper respiratory illness. The plan is to have him back for the in-season tournament game on Sunday, of course. The Pacers hosting Boston for the in-season tournament quarterfinals. They lost to the Celtics pretty bad about a month ago, but a lot has changed since then, and they just proved they can avenge a tough loss after they lost to the Heat 142-132. Again, just two days ago. Looking at the... College football landscape, two rushing touchdowns, one from Michigan, one from Florida State, both at about the same exact time in those respective schools ahead in their conference championships. Let's start with the one at Lucas Oil Stadium. Blake Gorham, he had two touchdowns in the game last week, two touchdowns so far today. He has been phenomenal for Michigan, Big Ten running back of the year here. 17 nothing Michigan leaders over Iowa. Florida State leads Louisville 10-3. I'm Nathaniel Finch. Welcome back, everyone. It's Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Before we talk with Mark Dettenweiler from Delta, let's talk some soccer. Notre Dame National Tournament Soccer beat IU uh, last week in the regional. Moving on. Irish 101's Lynn Clark joins me. Lynn, let's talk about the Irish. How'd they do? Well, Notre Dame, the number two seed in the NCAA soccer tournament, taking on Indiana in South Bend. And it was Indiana losing in penalty kicks with Notre Dame coming up with the victory 5-4. to four. It's the third time that Notre Dame will advance to the College Cup. Daniel Russo with the first goal of the match and then scored the game winner in Notre Dame goalie Owen Cornell with a save on the first penalty kick. That was the difference. So Notre Dame will face Oregon State next Friday in one of the semifinals. The championship game will be held a week from Monday night. The two other teams in the semifinal will be Clemson and West Virginia. And the Irish are the highest seed going into the College Cup down in Louisville next week. Frankly, I think it's pretty cool that IU and Notre Dame play each other in the national tournament. You know, you hate that they play each other uh, because one of them's obviously going to win, one's going to lose. But man, oh man, two, two outstanding teams, programs, great tradition. So what's the penalty kicks? How does it get to that point, Lynn? Well, Notre Dame led in the first half one to nothing, and then the Hoosiers came back, tied it up. In the second half, it goes to two overtime periods, and that ended in a draw, so it had to mm-hmm. go to the penalty kicks. And then it was uh, the Owen Cornell, the Irish goalie, who just uh, had a great save. He did it last week to get the Irish into the game against Indiana by coming up with a couple of saves against Western Michigan. But then it was uh, Notre Dame not missing any of the penalty kicks. Now, the, the Indiana goalie, we thought he had a save, but it just trickled into the back of the net. And it was one of those really heartbreaking moments for uh, the Indiana Hoosier fans. But, Bob, a sold-out alumni stadium in South Bend, half mm. of it blue and gold, half of it sure. red and white and you really couldn't ask for a better atmosphere and a better (laughs) fan base for both teams because Indiana traveled very well. So that is good. On the bad side, Notre Dame's basketball team loses to number 8 Miami down in Miami uh, for their first game in the ACC Mm -hmm. tournament. J.R. Konecny with 14 points. Notre Dame hockey losing this afternoon to Michigan. 2-1, they split their series. But last night, Coach Jim Jackson with his 400th career win, uh, the head coach of the Fighting Irish. And then we'll talk about the ugly Ten players in the portal for Notre Dame last week. Chancey Stuckey, the wide receivers coach, let go by head coach Marcus Freeman. And then basically the whole wide receiving team uh, core basically into the portal. 
You've got Holden Stays, the tight end, leading receiver Rico Flores, <laughs> Tobias Merriweather, and Chris Tyree. Now, as far as the bowl game, you've got Jordan Faze on a walk-on from the lacrosse team, Matt Salerno, a walk-on, and then Eli Raritan, basically a tight end, and then Jaden Greathouse, the only wide receivers for the Fighting Irish going into the bowl game. We don't know where that will be. We'll find out tomorrow. He's Dr. Lynn Clark from Irish 101, giving me the Notre Dame report. Irish moving on in the NCAA National Tournament in soccer. Lynn, it's always great to talk to you. Have a great weekend. You too, Bob. Thanks so much. High school basketball tonight. Delta with a uh, another win, moved to 3-0, 67-31 over Centerville. Their head coach, Mark Detweiler, joins me. Mark, thanks so much for the call. Pretty impressive win for your kids tonight. Thanks, Bob. Yeah, um, yeah, good good road win, you know, uh, for us. Uh, really pleased with how we're right. starting games, right? Our starts have been really good. Um, got up, uh, I think, 33 to 9 at the half. Uh, so the start, obviously, was really good for us. We're sharing the ball. Got sure. Bench production tonight. I think we had 21 points off the bench. Um, just really pleased with some couple guys tonight. Jordan Fernie comes off the bench for us. And, uh, had his best floor game, uh, just active. And then uh, uh, the Centerville, Centerville team is uh, the Holland Donner kids, a really good player, averaging about 23 a game. And uh, Caden Bonforce kind of took on the duty of guarding him tonight and held him to, I know, a season low of six. Uh, so mm. really pleased with what mm-hmm. we're doing defensively and, uh, and how we're sharing the ball. Two important things for you, two things you stress that have done that your entire career. I'm looking at your schedule here. I mean, you hold uh, defensively, you've been locking people up now. I mean, you held Connorsville to 42, Daleville to 35. You know, t- uh, tonight uh, you hold uh, Centerville to 31. And, you know, you've got a group that buy into it. We know it's not easy to play. Nobody really wants to, but your kids are doing it and doing it at a high level. They are, and we got a lot of guys back. We're, we're starting five seniors, and uh, right. we got Jaden Fernie, who is out right now, rolled his ankle in that Connorsville game, and he's another senior that starts for us. And so we get him back. We are, you know, we've we've got a, you know a, a bunch of veteran guys that have kind of been around for a while, and and so we can, we expect what we're doing defensively. You know, that'll be good for us. Our you know on ball defense has been really good, and the, the thing for us right now it's been. Uh, kind of a pleasant surprise has been our transition offense, and and so the pace of the game uh, has been mm-hmm. what we what we like with this group, and and they're comfortable on the open floor, and we've been able to get out and run really uh, all three games. You know that that's the thing. You, you you sell kids. I I used to try to sell them. You you want to run. You want to run up and down and and, and play that uh, faster pace. You got to guard people because <laughs> if you yeah. don't, yeah. you're you're not running. You I mean you obviously you know have a group that that understands it and understands it well. Yeah, and and they do the deflections. You know we the deflections are high right, right now, and you know, guys like Damari Hood, Johnny Maynard, uh, Jackson Wars are you know just guys that are that under have a great understanding of. You know, vision and in court awareness, and uh, Caleb Jones, our you know kind of our, our senior center, that uh, he you know he's got the best vision of anybody we have really on the floor, and and, and so uh, we're just getting a lot of hands on passes and 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 creating some easy offense, some early offense for us, and and we're pretty efficient right now with it with you know a veteran group. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up 
and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Well, that's the reason why you might be ranked uh, as highly as you are, ranked number six in 3A, I think, for a reason. And you're going to have a little bit of a test uh, coming up. And this next week's a, a big week for you, without question. I'm I'm looking at you got Mishawaka. Am I looking at – no, I'm looking at this wrong. You have uh, – Yorktown. Yorktown Friday. Yeah, Yorktown and Tipton. Saturday. Yeah. Yes. That's a big yeah. week yeah. now. That is it a big is. weekend. Yeah, that, that is. Yeah, they, well, that's a good measuring stick for us right now. We're going to have to be sharp all week. We get Jaden back, Jaden Fernie back this week, and and so we should be full strength. And uh, but I'm just really pleased with with really because the, the two guys, you know, that that lead us, Jackson Moore's and Damari Hood, uh, right. you know, our 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 ball movement and um, and sharing the ball has been really really good, and, and they're getting the touches that they need at the right time and. Uh, supporting cast has been phenomenal, and so we're getting great production from a lot of guys. And healthy this week, we're going to need to be healthy because Yorktown is always a tough county uh, rival for yeah. us. And we got them at home, and then uh, be a, a nice day Saturday. Um, the Muncie Fieldhouse is hosting four games, and so Coach Olam at Muncie Central has put together a nice day for everybody in the area. Kind of spotlight the Muncie Fieldhouse, and uh, we'll play the last Neat. game of the day. We got yeah, we got Tipton at seven thirty, and and then Muncie's going to play uh, Hamilton Heights right before that. So uh, four games on the day. So if you're looking for a place to go next Saturday, the the Fieldhouse in Muncie is the place to go. Well said, Mark Detweiler, the head coach at Delta, the number six and three eight tonight. They beat Centerville sixty seven thirty one. Mark, thanks as always for the call. Good luck next time out. Thanks, appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you. Coming up, we're going to talk with Greg Rakestraw, my broadcast partner earlier today for the IUPUI Northern Kentucky game. He's at the uh, Sneakers for Santa event at uh, Brownsburg. We'll talk to him about the Lawrence North and Brownstown Central matchup and also about Crispus Attics and Center Grove. That's coming up after this scoreboard update. Also want to remind everybody, uh, just make sure that you stay with us. We've got plenty more to go. If we don't have scores, uh, at IND Sports Talk uh, on uh, X. So send us the scores, pictures, whatever you want to send, videos. Just uh, share the night with everybody around the state. Big, big night of basketball. Later on tonight, we'll talk about what's happening uh, in Indy, uh, scoreboard update obviously coming up. So Nathaniel Finch will catch you up on what's happening in the Big Ten Championship matchup. We'll come back and talk some more basketball on Indiana Sports Talk. Who's your nation? Kurt Signetti here, Coach Sig. I'm excited to get going. I'm all in. Look out for the Hoosiers. We're going to get this thing rolling. One day Hoosier fans, that is your new head football coach, Kurt Signetti. Boy, did the Hoosiers hire a good one. Coming over from James Madison, where he spent the last five years turning FCS powerhouse into maybe the best transition to the FBS level ever. They went... And had a fantastic season this year. Of course, they're not eligible for the conference championship because of their transition, but they're bull eligible, a waiver that the NCAA granted. 
James Madison had a fantastic year and a great last five years. 52-9 and Signetti's record, and he is now Indiana's head football coach. Here is his introductory press conference. To lead this football program in the top conference in the country. Looking forward to the challenge. It's a challenge that really got my juices flowing. I left a great job uh, that I could have retired with a contract through 2030 and won a lot of football games, but sometimes you got to make hard decisions in life. This was a hard decision because you've got to be uncomfortable to grow, and I'm too young to stop growing. So this is an exciting opportunity at a prestigious university in the top football conference in the country, and there is no reason why we can't be successful, pack the stadium, and be a source of pride to the entire university and town of Bloomington, state of Indiana. We're going to change the culture, the mindset, the expectation level. I'm Nathaniel Finch. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Greg Rakestraw joins me, my broadcast partner, earlier today for the IUPUI Northern Kentucky game, which Northern Kentucky uh, won uh, 71-55. And tonight for the ISC Sports Network, he has the call of a couple of games in the Sneakers for Santa event at Brownsburg. Greg, let's start with IUPUI. Northern Kentucky comes in preseason number one. They played like it this afternoon. Uh, kind of gave the uh, Jags everything they needed defensively, and it was it was a struggle for the Jags to get on the scoreboard. Yeah, the story for IUPUI tonight was turnovers, you know, in that game. And, and, and frankly, Northern Kentucky, it took their offense a while to get on track. It was a one-point game at halftime at 26-25. But, but simply, NKU kind of showed their, their championship mm-hmm. medal in half number two. You know, and, and in this era where you've got, you know, roster turnover and, and so many transfers, Northern Kentucky has three key returnees that are back from last season in Robinson, Vinson and Warwick and Mark West Warwick has a very good chance of becoming the all-time leading scorer in that program's history. Uh, he was outstanding today in terms of 24 points. Uh, but I just thought that that was kind of typical what NKU does. Offensively, they're solid. Defensively at our level, they are really, really good. And it was that defensive effort that powered them to a 16-point road victory in, in Indianapolis this afternoon. Then you jump in your car, drive home, spend a little bit of time with the family, jump back in your car, drive to Brownsburg, getting into God's country in um, Hendricks County, and do the sneakers for a Santa event. Tell me about those two games you had today. So Lawrence North uh, beats Brownstown Central 72-47. Lawrence North played very well, but there is a significant asterisk on the result because Jack Benner did not play tonight. Jack had 32 mm. points in Brownstown's win against Seymour last night, uh, but but kind of took a, a heavy fall early in that game, played through it, mm. but elected mm-hmm. not to play in today's game. And he was on the sidelines. He was not in uniform, but you could just kind of see him moving slowly and gingerly. So obviously right. that changed kind of the way you view tonight's game. And from the Brownstown perspective, you know, there were still some pause you could take from it, you know, because – uh, they've, they've got decent size. They've got other talented players around Jack. And in case you have to go through this again later this year or in the tournament, now you kind of have an idea as, as to what you're going to look like, what you need to do, et cetera. Right, right. 
the Heyman kid, their point guard, had 24 points, made six threes in tonight's game. Uh, you know, they've got other talented players. The Hall kid had double figures. Uh, they're six five, kind of uh, swing forward. Again, they've got uncommon size and talent for two A. They'll have other kind of showcase games. Will Brownstown Central? They'll play in the Hall of Fame Classic. They're playing at Carmel. Uh, on on January the 13th. So there'll be other kind of spotlight games for Jack Benner. Brownstown Central will be fine. Lawrence North is really good, uh, and 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 we, we kind of knew they would be. Uh, Xavier Robinson did not play in their opening game. It was out of state game last weekend. He was back. All the pieces fit so well. The name to, to add into the mix for Lawrence North is Kai McGrew. He is a 6'9 sophomore. He had double digits tonight. Last year, Lawrence North, by their standards, was very much an undersized group. Not anymore. They start 6'7 and 6'9. Both those kids are sophomores. Robinson, their best player, is a junior. They've got a couple of experienced guards and Miles Baker and, and, and Kobe Bowles. And they've got another one in Miles Good who is out with an injury and will come back in January. So in a year, Bob, that it seems that 4A has a lot of really good teams and and has Mm -hmm. a lot of depth, I'm not so sure that Lawrence North's best might be the best of the group as this season, Mm. you know, is just getting started a couple of weeks in. That's high praise. Uh, They're obviously going to play a very challenging schedule. Uh, You need to hang on through this break. We'll come back and talk about Addicts and Cinder Grove. How's that sound? Sounds good, Coach. We're back after this short break on Indiana Sports Talk. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Greg Rakestraw, the best at what he does from the ISC Sports Network. Uh, Earlier today, has a couple of games at the Sneakers for Santa event at Brownsburg High School. He just talked about Lawrence North. and Brownstown Central. The other game he had was Attics and Center Grove. Crispus Attics wins this one 53-46 over the Trojans. Two really good teams. That's a great game you had uh, with the Attics and Center Grove game today, Greg. It was, and two very experienced teams, and they played like it from a defensive standpoint. You know, This one kind of felt like a postseason game in terms of how they played. Center right. Grove's got a a six-man senior class. They've got a talented move in, and Mike Ephraim, who is six foot ten, uh, a good shooting team. Uh, but Addicts, you know, returns so many pieces, and they've got three three-year starters in that lineup in terms of Desmond Briscoe, their six-seven junior post, Chris Hurt, uh, junior point guard, Ron Rutland the third is going to head to play at the University of Indianapolis. Mason Lewis is a transfer right. from North Central that has significant varsity experience. Center Grove led this game at halftime by three and led the majority of half number one. Addicts took over in the third quarter and just eventually stretched that lead to double figures. It became 12. Center Grove gave him a battle late. But this is a game where I think both teams learned a little something about themselves, and uh, it is certainly possible they could see each other again in the state tournament. Addicts is in the same sectional as Lawrence North is, only one of those teams got out of the sectional, but I think these are two teams that could easily play deep into March coming up in 2024. Yeah, you know, they're both tremendously coached, and uh, they're extremely talented. Um, I think everyone kind of expected a close game going into this, did they not? They did, and you know, you talk about the coaches, Chris Hawkins obviously has won a 3A state championship at Attic some seven years ago, and uh, I felt exceedingly old uh, when I learned that Zach Hahn 
is now the winningest head coach in the history of Center Grove basketball. And I'm like, wait a minute, he right. was just playing in Final Fours for Butler. And I was like broadcasting <laughs> some of those games, you know, like, like, like a couple right. of years ago. Uh, but last night with his 139th victory uh, in, in, in terms of, of his days at Center Grove, they won 23 games last year. Um, and again, the, the luxury, and you know this better than most anybody as a coach, when you're bringing back so many players that know your system and know how you want to play, mm-hmm. that means mm-hmm. that these two teams are kind of out in front of others right now. So, Center Grove lost twice this week. They got beat by Franklin, who's also, I think, a pretty solid team. Addicts opened with a loss on Tuesday at North Central, won a game in Cincinnati last night, uh, and then wins this one this evening. Uh, they'll both wow. play in the Forum Tip-Off Classic next week. I'll see them both in action. Center Grove takes on Warren mm-hmm. Central. Uh, Addicts takes on Noblesville. So as per usual, these two teams play a great schedule, and they're going to be awfully tough to beat come tournament time. Greg Rakestraw, great to work with you again today. I look forward to it soon. Have a great weekend. Have fun tomorrow, and thanks for calling. You got it, Coach. Greg Rakestraw with us. We're back after the scoreboard update on Indiana Sports Talk.